In this episode, I dive into how to get tons of Amazon reviews on your products in 2020 and beyond. This one's gonna be a blast, so let's get after it. Hey everybody, what is going on? Welcome to episode number 151 of the Private Labeler Show. I'm your wonderful host, Nick Landowski, and I'm making it my mission to help 1,000 people such as yourself quit their jobs and start an e-commerce business using the power of Amazon. Thank you so much for tuning in for yet another amazing episode. I truly do appreciate all of you guys' support. Thanks for all the reviews on iTunes, all the emails. That really means a lot to me and keeps me going. And uh, if you guys haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, please do so right now. Subscribe, please. That would really mean a lot to me. So in just a second, we're going to be diving into the always popular topic of how to get reviews on Amazon. So Amazon knows reviews are important. You know that reviews are important, and that's what we're going to be diving into today. Yes, reviews are like the lifeblood of Amazon and e-commerce. And hopefully by the end of this episode, you should have a clear understanding of how exactly to crush it in the Amazon review game and set your products and your business up for success. Now, before we get started, I just wanna quickly address a common question that I keep getting either through Messenger or email, or oftentimes I see this in the Facebook group. People always ask uh, about online training courses for selling on Amazon, and just, uh, just throw it out there, I do not have my own course or anything like that at this time. So typically what I've been doing is recommending Kevin King's Freedom Ticket Training Course. And if you guys want free access to that course, then all you gotta do is sign up for the Helium 10 All-in-One Seller Tool Suite. That's personally what I use to help run my business. I think it's some of the best tools out there for Amazon sellers at this time. If you guys want free access, again, just sign up for Helium 10, and then you'll get access to Kevin King's Freedom Ticket Training Course, which I believe at one time retailed for about $1,000 or so. It's a really great course. So get the tools, get the education. You guys need to become a successful seller. And my advice, don't ever pay full price for tools. So if you guys want a exclusive listener discount to Helium 10, then all you got to do is go to privatelabelershow.com forward slash Helium 10. And that's going to take you to a landing page where you're going to get some exclusive listener discounts. So check that out. Again, that's privatelabelershow.com forward slash Helium 10. Or you can just go to my resources page over at privatelabelershow.com and check that out. So I just wanted to uh, highlight that again. It's easily one of the most common questions that I keep getting over and over and over. And uh, that's just my recommendation for you guys. Okay, so let's dive in. Here's what we're going to be talking about on this specific episode when it comes to reviews. So we're going to be diving into a few different things. First and foremost, we're going to be talking about Amazon approved and preferred methods of getting reviews. So believe it or not, Amazon's actually got a lot of really great ways to get a lot of reviews on your products. So uh, we're, we're definitely going to dive into pretty much each and every one of those. And again, guys, Amazon knows reviews are super important. So what they wanna do is they wanna help you get reviews on your products, okay? So uh, again, they have a handful of really great methods that hopefully you guys are using already. If not, again, we'll highlight uh, those in just a second. And then we're gonna dive into some off Amazon methods. So some kind of outside of the uh, box type of methods to help you get reviews. And uh, then we're also gonna talk about a few methods to avoid. So. Naturally, it gets really competitive on Amazon. So sellers are always trying to kind of push the envelope with different things, with ranking their products, with getting reviews, so on and so forth. So I'm gonna talk about a few things that you know you might wanna avoid. And if you're a newer seller, you may not be aware that like certain methods are really bad and might jeopardize your account and break terms of service and things like that. So we're gonna talk about a few of those things. And then we're gonna dive into getting those initial reviews. So if you're a newbie, you're launching your first product, and uh, you're kind of freaking out. You're like, man, I got zero reviews on this product. Nobody's buying it. What do I do? How do I get a bunch of reviews so that I can start converting? We're going to dive into a few of those ideas there for getting those initial reviews. And then at the very end, make sure you stay to the very end. Um, I'm going to answer a few of your questions 
um, that you guys have submitted to me through the Facebook group. So stay tuned for that. And if you guys yet are not a member of the Facebook group, go to privatelabelershow.com forward slash FB. That's privatelabelershow.com forward slash FB and get joined up. All right, so what I want to do now real quick is just talk about Amazon reviews in general. Before we dive into the specific methods, I think it's important that you understand at least my thought process about reviews. So we're going to cover a few things real quick here. And um, most customers, like you and I, when we are shopping on Amazon or you know Walmart or whatever, we do a couple of things. We look at the pictures of a listing, we look at the price, and we look at the reviews. We kind of glance at all those real quick and then we make our decisions, okay? So the images obviously get you to click and draw you in, and then we evaluate the price real quick and go, okay, you know, I'm comfortable spending $20 on this grill brush. And then the next thing we do is evaluate the reviews. And specifically with me at least and my buying behaviors, I just look at the sheer amount of reviews and then I quickly look at engage the uh, like the star rating. So if it's like a 4.6, 4.5 or above or whatever, and it's got you know hundreds if not thousands of reviews, I'm pretty sold on that product, okay? Like I'm, I might dig a little bit deeper into the reviews, but again, those three things are really important. Pictures, price, and reviews. Now, let's talk about the amount of reviews and how it kind of impacts your conversion rate and what you should really be thinking about when it comes to launching your product. So if you have zero reviews on your product currently, it's a brand new product, in my opinion, you should still be able to convert sales with a product that has zero reviews, okay? If you got a great listing uh, coming in with a great offer, you should still be able to convert, but let's face it, your conversion rate is going to suck, right? No, Many customers, a lot of customers don't wanna be first to buy that product. I'm kind of that same way, but that's not saying all customers or every customer is gonna bypass your product and not add it to the cart. But when you start out with zero, your first goal should be to get to about 20 to 25 reviews. Based on my experiences, once you get to that magic mark of 20 to 25 reviews, that's when your product starts to develop a little bit of momentum. You start converting more and good things really start to happen. And then here is kind of the next uh, steps to the ladder. So once you hit triple digits, let's say 100 reviews and then 500 reviews and then a thousand plus reviews, all good things happen. You start to develop a lot of social proof. Your product, again, converts a lot higher typically. Again, this all varies on what you're selling in the market that you're in, but you know this is kind of like a generalization. And I have found that on a lot of my products that hit you know, thousands and thousands of reviews, again, the conversion rates just keep going up and up and up and up. And a lot of times those products uh, line up or end up on the first page for all the major keywords and things like that. So yes, reviews are wildly important. They do absolutely help with conversion rates. So that's just kind of a quick scale there. Again, when you're first starting from zero, your first goal is how do I get 20 to 25 reviews? Okay. And then you can work from, uh, from there. So another little side point here about reviews, just, you know, to share some information here for you. And this isn't really totally in your control. Um, Amazon loves long reviews and they love reviews with pictures and media. Okay. So they don't like reviews that customers write that are real short and boring things that say like, Oh, the product was awesome or a product was good. Amazon doesn't like that kind of stuff. So they like to feature those reviews that are lengthy, that do provide some substance, pros and cons, if you will, uh, that other potential buyers can find value in reading. Okay. So just a little heads up on that. If you're kind of new to this game and here's another thing to consider, um, the amount of reviews you get definitely is uh, reflective of not only the quality of your product, but the experience you provide the customer and the product in general that you're selling. So if you are selling a fitness product as an example, or like an electronics product, something that's super exciting, those types of products are definitely going to be a little bit easier to get that customer to log on, to leave you a review. So take that into consideration. Now, if you're selling something that's a little bit more boring, I don't know, maybe like some sort of a hardware accessory, I don't know, like nuts and bolts and stuff like that, and screws and weird little things like that. I mean, people are really going to be that jazzed up to go leave you a review on those products to begin with. So you do have to take a little bit of that into consideration. Okay. So I just wanted to throw that out there. And another thing, Amazon does make it hard for customers to leave reviews when you are, when they're buying products from you that they got at a deep discount. So if you think that, Hey, you're just going to go offer, you know, like 90% off coupon codes and get a ton of sales, and then you'll get a ton of reviews from that. 
uh, that's not really going to work. So Amazon, again, is going to make it hard, almost impossible for you to leave or those customers to leave reviews when the discount is too great. Based on my experiences, and I haven't tracked this in quite some time, so I could be completely wrong at this point on this, but I've felt that or I've seen that when customers buy products with like more than a 20% discount, it really make Amazon really makes it hard for that customer to leave a review. Okay. They might get that email back saying, sorry, you know, not going to let you leave that review. So take that into consideration as part of your strategy or how you're doing things that the deeper you go on that discount, you know, Amazon, again, they don't want just everybody to be able to leave reviews. They have an algorithm and they have kind of some things that they look at when it comes to the buyer's account and how they determine who can leave what reviews and so on and so forth. So just kind of be aware of that. And the next thing I want to emphasize, guys, make it easy for customers to leave a review. I remember some years back, like I bought a few products and uh, from like a third party private labeler. And then I get this insert card in the packaging and it says like, you know, hey, leave us a review. Here's like the seven steps to leaving a review. Hey, log on, go into your account, do all these things. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like this is complicated and immediately I'm not even gonna be into leaving a review. So you need to make it easy for that customer to leave a review. So whether that's just giving them a link, something to scan, so on and so forth. Make it simple, uh, as little barrier of entry as possible to leave a review. And one suggestion I might have, one little tip here, is just give them a quick link. Tell them to go to like amazon.com forward slash RYP. That's amazon.com forward slash RYP. RYP meaning review your purchases. So that'll take them right to all of their purchases and they can quickly and easily leave your, a review. So again, less friction, the better. Don't make it complicated, right? And something else that we definitely need to highlight here, especially if you're new to this game and you got a brand new product that doesn't have any sales history, is be careful with too many reviews out of the gate. So if you have this crazy launch strategy and uh, you come out of the gate with, let's say, 100 sales on your products that you drove through whatever tactics you had, and all of a sudden, a few days later, you got 90 reviews or something crazy like that, and it's a brand new product, Amazon's gonna see that and go, hey, this isn't natural, this isn't good, and you run the risk then of Amazon suspending your ASIN, and obviously, we all know that you know anything like that is no good, especially when you're trying to contact or email the black hole known as Amazon support. So uh, just be cautious on that. Things need to look natural. So again, um, just understand that when you have a launch strategy that you're not being too hyper aggressive with getting too many reviews and making things look unnatural. And then another thing, again, if you're a newer seller and you don't read the terms of service, I highly recommend that you do that. It does update, it does change. Um, you should really understand the language that Amazon uses when it comes to things like reviews, okay? Now, in my opinion, the terms of service is more like a gray area based on the, my experience, based on things I've seen, but you should at least understand it. And I'm never gonna tell anybody publicly on a podcast to like break terms of service or anything like that. Do everything within the best of your ability to make sure you're in line with that. Yes, you will see sellers blatantly breaking terms of service and getting away with it, and it sucks because it, it's tempting to want to do those things that they're doing then those tactics, which we will talk about in a minute. Um, but my suggestion again is try your best to stay within terms of service and, uh, you know, just avoid any conflict with Amazon. Okay. And, um, another thing, guys, this really isn't about getting reviews, but it's about the review topic. So my suggestion is, especially when you're launching new products, is make sure all of your reviews that you're responding to them, if they're like a one star, two star, three star, if customers have gripes or concerns about the product, something breaking on it, it doesn't really matter what it is, go in there and respond to their issues. So don't ever uh, bark at the, the customer or the reviewer, don't ever get angry with them, uh, just understand what they're talking about and offer a solution. And most importantly, apologize for any inconvenience, so on and so forth. So that's gonna go a long way uh, and help you convert more sales. So I know specifically that if I'm looking at, I don't know, if I'm looking at like Google reviews for a restaurant or something like that, and I will jump in some of the reviews. And if I see that if people are leaving like one-star reviews or things they were upset about, maybe like the service was slow or the food was cold or bad or whatever. And if I see the manager or the owner taking the time 
to read and apologize and offer a solution, giving out their number, whatever it might be, it gives me a really good, warm feeling about that business, okay? Makes me more likely to want to do business because they're actually paying attention, okay? So same applies here. If you have a potential browser that's looking at your reviews and they're looking at some of the one stars, the two stars, seeing what's wrong with the product before they make their decision. And they see that you as, a, um, as the seller are actually following up on all those reviews and in certain cases maybe offering to refund or replace that product. You're going to convert a lot of those um, buyers that are on the or potential buyers that are on the fence just by being attentive to those reviews. So, again, just make sure you're on top of them. And most importantly as well, if people are leaving valid concerns about the product, about maybe like a specific part breaking over and over and over again, that should be a very clear cue for you to get that fixed with your uh, factory or manufacturer. Okay. So I just wanted to mention that as a side note, because that's going to help you convert more sales and the more sales that you convert, the more reviews you're going to get over time. Okay. So in order to get those reviews, you need the sales to begin with. So now that we got that out of the way, let's talk about some of the Amazon approved methods and tactics to asking for and getting those reviews, especially when you have kind of that newer product and you really need some help. So as I keep mentioning, Amazon understands that reviews are important and they have some really great methods and tools available for us sellers to help us early on to get some traction. So we're gonna talk about some of these and uh, yeah, I'm really excited about a couple of them because you can really, really gain a lot of reviews quickly with a few of these tactics. So first things first, the early reviewer program that's been off for, for many, many years now, you'll find that underneath their advertising tab in Seller Central. And I would recommend that you consider enrolling your product into the early reviewer program. Um, Amazon will help you, quote, help you try to get your first five reviews. They don't guarantee anything. They don't say, hey, we're gonna give you five reviews or get them easily for you. They will help you get your first five reviews, but naturally you do need sales in order for that to happen. So just take that into consideration. So what they do, for anybody that buys your product, uh, they're gonna try to incentivize that buyer with, I think it, unless this says change, like a, it's like a $3 Amazon gift card. They will try to incentivize them. So just take that into consideration um, as far as an option to help you gain some initial traction. Again, you'll find it underneath your advertising tab in Seller Central. And uh, the next Amazon approved method is something pretty cool too. And you'll find this underneath the advertising tab as well, is the Vine program. So Amazon says that if your product has less than 30 reviews, you can enroll it into the Vine program. And once you do that, the product that you have that's enrolled will be available to their Vine voice members. And those people can then request your product and Amazon will send it to them and they can review your product. And they expect that a lot of these Vine voice members will leave really good lengthy, thought out, detailed reviews. So that's why you often see these reviews featured prominently in the review section, okay? So again, if you have less than 30 reviews, consider enrolling that product into the Vine program. Now I believe for some of these things I talk about, just, just be aware, you might need access to Amazon brand registry in order for, or in order to have access to these, okay? So just keep that in consideration. Now, Again, just because you enroll your product into the Vine program doesn't guarantee you anything. It doesn't mean that everybody's going to want your awesome product. So again, if you do sell a really cool kind of trendy product, it's going to be a little bit more popular for a lot of these reviewers to request and want. Or if you're selling a more of a boring product, you may not have so much action. So take that into consideration. But I think it's a great tool that is available to us sellers to help us gain those initial reviews. Now, the third way, the third approved method is the one that I'm really, really excited about. And you guys should be as well. It is, guys, this is wildly effective. Very, very effective. And we all have access to this. And this is the Amazon preferred way of asking for reviews and getting a lot of reviews. This is simply just using the request review button. And I don't know when they came out with this. What was it like about a year ago or maybe a little bit less than that? So in your orders menu for each order, you will see a button that says that you can click that says basically like request reviewed, you can click it. And again, that's the Amazon preferred way. They know that we want to, that we need a lot of reviews. So they're literally going out of their way to say, Hey, this is a really great way. And I can tell you from personal experience, it works super, super well. So here's some criteria though. You can only click that button to request the review. 
I believe it's, what is it, between a five and a 30-day window after it was delivered, okay? So there's a little bit of criteria to that. And if you're selling um, a brand new product and you're not getting a whole lot of sales, it's pretty easy for you just to kind of go in one by one and do this. But as you start to accumulate a lot of products and a lot of sales, you're going to want to automate that process because it is a total pain to have to go in and manually click that button again and again and again. So I would suggest a tool like Helium 10, which I believe as of today does have a Chrome extension that will automate that process for you. Okay, as well as Viral Launch and Jungle Scout and all the other ones, they have Chrome extensions to automate this process for you. And from my own personal experience, you can get a ton of reviews on your sales just by simply automating and clicking that request review button. Again, that's the Amazon preferred way. And Amazon, once you click that button, is gonna send that customer a message or an email that will not only allow them to review the product, but also to leave seller feedback. And I can tell you from uh, since they came out with this, whenever that was, um, you know, I've seen huge, huge spikes in the amount of reviews that I have just by using that. And obviously I'm automating this at this point because I get a lot of orders and I would never even think to do it myself or to hire somebody to do that because that's just atrocious. So look into automating that. Check out the Helium 10 tool. Um, like I said, it, it is available as of now as I'm recording this podcast. So the next way, and this is kind of the old way if you've been selling on Amazon a long time. The old buyer-seller feedback system, the old kind of email automation route that we uh, can still use to this day, but Amazon has kind of really cut back the effectiveness of the buyer-seller feedback system. They really don't want us using this unless it's absolutely necessary. They really don't want us like bothering their customers. And the vast majority of customers have actually opted out or like a huge amount of customers have opted out of receiving uh, these automated messages to the buyer seller feedback system, but it is still available and you can definitely still use it as long as you're within Amazon's guidelines. So if you want to go into seller central, you can kind of read on like what they allow you to say, what language you can use. They've really, really scaled it back. And I know from my own experiences, um, you know, since they've made these changes over the past year or so, a lot of my emails don't go out like they used to anymore. Uh, they get flagged, they get filtered. So uh, I would just recommend that, you know, if you're going to ask for a review through these emails, just try to follow the guidelines as best as possible. I think they cut it down to just one message now. So again, it, if, if it helps you gain an additional review here and there, then go for it. I would just use a, just use a template that uh, you're getting from, I don't know if you're using Jungle Scout as an example, Helium 10, whatever, just use their templates to send out the one message and ask for a review. If you get it, you get it. That's great. Um, but it, to me, it is not nearly as effective as some of these other methods, but again, if it helps you gain an additional review or two, that's awesome. So again, Amazon doesn't want you to use that. They prefer the previous method that I mentioned that request review button because they specifically control the language that you're using when you click that button. Okay. So the other method, the other thing that I'll mention here, and uh, this is really important. Like when you're, when you got a new product and you're fighting for every review. Oftentimes customers will click on seller feedback and leave you a product review by mistake. We all see that when you check your seller feedback and you're like, man, they left me a five-star review for my product, but they put it in the wrong area, right? So we've all been there and it sucks, especially again, when you're fighting for every review right off the bat. So take that into consideration that you can go in there and obviously you should be looking at all your feedback to see what people are saying. And Amazon allows you to comment on that seller feedback. So if a customer has a legitimate concern about something or what have you, yes, you should answer that. You should publicly reply to it, so on and so forth. As long as you're following Amazon's guidelines, again, be courteous, be nice, this and that. And at the same time, if you do see a customer that left a blatant product review, then again, just be careful on the language that you use on this or, or what have you. Make sure you're within Amazon's guidelines, but you can politely just say, hey, I noticed, you know, you like the product or whatever. That's great. Blah, blah, blah. Um, hey, you know, this is actually a product review. If you want, you could, it would be awesome if you could leave it underneath the product review section as well. And if that customer sees that and then goes in and also puts in a product review for you in that, in the right area, I just consider that bonus. But again, just be aware of that, that you can convert a few of those uh, seller feedbacks into product reviews simply just by monitoring it and replying, okay? 
So again, early on when you're fighting for every last review, I think that that would be really important. And as your product is maturing and it's got tons and tons of reviews, that is something I really wouldn't waste the time into doing. It's just not worth the effort at that point. So um, just take that into consideration. So those are some of the Amazon approved methods of asking for and getting reviews on your products. I would personally have an all of the above strategy with everything that I just mentioned. Now, let's talk about some off Amazon methods, things that you can do outside of Amazon's ecosystem, outside of their bubble to help you acquire a lot of reviews on your product. So first thing we'll dial into, and this is something that hopefully everybody is doing by now. If not, you're crazy. I would definitely have some sort of an insert card and or packaging on my product that communicates or just simply asks for a review. And again, as I've said before, make it easy for that customer to leave a review, nothing complicated. So uh, if you have a product that you're just putting in a simple poly bag, design or have somebody design a really nice insert card that speaks to your audience, that's eye-catching, uh, that jumps out and communicates certain things. But one of those things might be just to simply ask for a review. Again, watch the language that you use on that card. Try to be obviously within terms of service as best as possible. And uh, just simply by asking and customers seeing that insert card or looking at your packaging, you're going to get a percentage of those buyers of your customers that are going to go and leave you a review. And they might not leave a review immediately. It might not be like, they open up the Amazon box and they see that grill brush and all of a sudden, you know, they see your insert card attached to it and you ask for a review and all of a sudden they immediately run to their phone or their computer to do it. It might not work that way. It might be a week later or what have you. Okay. But just simply prompting and asking is going to go a long way. Again, make it easy, have a link, have a code, something like that. Don't make it complex. Okay. So I just give that out as advice there. So the other thing that you're going to want to consider doing. And this is maybe a little bit more of advanced stuff, but something I talk a lot about. Um, use those insert cards to push that customer to either maybe a many chat sequence or many chat audience and or an email list, a simple email list, because that is going to obviously build your assets, build your audiences. And then you can have a prompt later on if they jump on your email list as an example you could then have an email that automatically goes out that you design and set up that prompts that person or that customer for a review. And you could set it up so that maybe two weeks later or a week and a half later, you're going to ask for a review. And that's something I would definitely do. I, I've been doing that since day one with all my products and uh, it is wildly effective. So I prefer, again, to build that asset, to build that customer list because with that customer list, not only can I ask for a review, but I got them in my own ecosystem, and I can then use that audience to launch new products to, and then again, ask for reviews for. So what's been wildly effective for me since day one, for any of the products I've ever launched, brands, things like that, is just building a customer list. And I've probably explained this on the podcast a handful of times over the years. Um, whenever I launch a new product, I know that when I deliver that product to my audience, my customers, I know that I'm going to get a lot of reviews right off the bat from my own audience, okay? They're kind of trained on it. They kind of will do it without asking even. So yes, I will still still send an email to them saying, hey, can you leave a review You know, for the product that I just emailed you about? But there's a lot of customers that will reach out to me, show me a screenshot, say, hey, we already left you a review. We'd love it, blah, 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 okay? So when you build up your assets and audiences, these are the things that you can gain from that. You can gain, you know, obviously launching the product, gaining and ranking, but getting those reviews. So out of the gate, you could have dozens of reviews left for your product over, you know, the first few weeks or months or whatever, just from your own audience alone. So acquire your own customers. And if you don't have your own customer or your customers yet, you can easily build an email list a launch list, if you will, before you put that product out there. And also you may want to consider, you could use somebody else's audience as well. So either build your own audience or find somebody else that has an audience 
that you would like and partner with them on this to help you launch that product and or get those reviews. And it's just simply just a matter of asking them. So if it's an email list, send an email out. If it's a many chat list, send those, send those communications out, send those messages out. And again, you can automate all this. So that way it just kind of runs and happens, you know, while you are sleeping. So audience assets, huge guys and getting reviews. So the next method or tactic that I'm really, really excited about that I've been using a lot the past few months to not only launch or relaunch products, but to also rank and get reviews for is Boost Rooster. I've kind of mentioned this a little bit in the Facebook group and it didn't really seem like many people were aware of it yet, but they use the ManyChat platform to help us, again, launch, rank, and get reviews. So. Um, I'm a huge fan of using ManyChat, as you guys know, but the only problem with ManyChat is it's a little bit complicated to kind of set up, understand, learn, and figure out from scratch. Like it's, it takes, it's kind of an undertaking. It takes a lot of training, uh, but once you figure it out, it works really well. But the guys at Boost Rooster, they kind of came up with something and they formatted something just for Amazon sellers to help us, again, launch products get reviews, get ranked, all that stuff. And it is wildly effective. And they've essentially taken all the guesswork out of things. And again, designed something that is really simple to set up. And uh, I won't get into all the details. I might even have these guys on the podcast at a later date just to talk about their system there. But uh, bottom line is this, you are using Facebook ads and you are driving full price sales. And there is an option within Boost Rooster where at a later point, through ManyChat, they will ask that customer that bought from you to leave a review and make things really easy. So I found it's a great way to acquire a lot of reviews because as you guys know, ManyChat, uh, the response rate or the open rates on messages sent through Messenger are sky high still. So you get a lot of great engagement from there. And I, like I said, I've been using it like the past few months with, for different things. And it's just been wildly effective to get ranked, re-ranked, and to acquire a lot of reviews. And it's really stupid simple on how to use. So I would definitely recommend that you guys look into it. Um, like I said, I'll probably have these guys actually on the podcast in the near future because it is such an awesome uh, system that they have kind of built there to help Amazon sellers with these things. So if you guys are interested, go to Boost Rooster and check it out for yourself there. Check out their page. Um, if you guys want a discount to Boost Rooster, just simply use the following code. Uh, the code is PL show 10 off. That's PL show 10 off. And that will get you guys a discount there. I'll leave that. It's on my resources page as well, but I would definitely use that as part of your launch strategy to, like I said, launch rank and get reviews. Like I said, they took pretty much all the guesswork out of it and it's wickedly effective in getting reviews. So those were just a couple of off Amazon review methods that I wanted to share with you guys. Now what I want to do is just transition and talk about a few risky things or risky methods that might potentially put your account in jeopardy or your ASIN in jeopardy if you partake, okay? So if you're a newer seller, you're not really versed on what you can and can't do in terms of trying to get reviews, hopefully this will help you out. So um, first and foremost, I would definitely avoid any sort of like Facebook review groups I'm assuming those are still a thing. They were definitely still a thing many years ago when I first started. Avoid those at all costs. I know it's probably tempting, but do not join any Facebook review groups or anything like that. Um, also, too, if you see any Fiverr gigs, sketchy Fiverr gigs where you're going to pay somebody money and magically you're going to have you know 20 reviews on your product or whatever, and you're not sure how they're getting those reviews or what's really happening, again, run for the hills. As well as any sketchy website, websites that you see, that cater to Amazon sellers that, you know, will get you a ton of reviews. And again, they're not telling you how that happens or whatever. Uh, run for the hills. I would definitely not want my product or ASIN or business attached to anything like that. Because again, you're going to put your account in jeopardy potentially. And uh, those people aren't going to help you out. Okay. So I just wanted to throw that out there. If it's too good to be true, probably is. Now, the next two things are that I want to discuss here as far as risky stuff or stuff that actually happened to me as a buyer, stuff that I seen. So recently I seen a product in my niche kind of go from zero to hero where 
It's a relatively new product, and all of a sudden, it's got almost a 1,000 reviews, and we can all probably relate. We see that, and you're like, how are they doing that? Like, what are they doing? They must be doing something wrong. So when I seen that, I'm thinking, man, maybe this product really is just that awesome. Like, it's got almost like a 1,000 five-star reviews in the matter of months. Maybe, it, maybe it's something I can learn from or whatever. So I bought the product, and when I got it home, took a look at it. I'm like, wait a minute, this is just a me too product. There's nothing special about it. It just came in a poly bag. There was no insert card on it. There was nothing. I'm like, well, how does it have so many reviews at this point? And they're all like five-star reviews. So funny thing happened a couple weeks after I got the product, I actually got a postcard in the mail from the seller. Okay. So I'm thinking, wait a minute, what's this all about? And the postcard, um, was literally just the worst postcard I've ever seen. It had horrible grammar on it, and it wasn't written well at all. But it said to me, hey, um, we'll give you $5 or $5 Amazon gift card if you leave a review for the product that you bought or whatever it was, right? And I'm thinking, okay, this is how they're doing it, right? They're just incentivizing the purchase or you know, incentivizing your review uh, with money, right? So that's how they were acquiring so many reviews so fast. So obviously, you know, that's not cool. Uh, you shouldn't be able to do that. You shouldn't be able to get, you know, get direct mail and send it to somebody's house or whatever and, comp and incentivizing the reviews. Big no-no. But here's the thing. Uh, that product's been up for months and it's still up. And uh, obviously, I would assume by now Amazon, I mean, maybe it's been reported or whatever, but for some reason, sometimes products kind of get away with that or sellers get away with things like that. I'm not encouraging you to do anything like that, obviously, to put your account in jeopardy. But that is like stuff that sellers do that, you know, should be blatantly against terms of service to incentivize those reviews that way. Um, but I just want to throw it out there that that is what certain sellers do. And another, uh, another thing that I see a lot of the supplement sellers doing um, essentially what they do to, to be competitive in that space, since it is, you know, so, so cutthroat. And oftentimes you see supplements with like tens of thousands of reviews. Like it's absolutely crazy. I bought a, um, I bought some supplements, I don't know, it was maybe like six months ago. And one of the reasons why I bought this particular brand of supplements is because it had so many reviews and I was like, wow, like this must be an amazing product. So when I bought it, I opened up the lid and underneath the lid, it says, Hey, do you want a free bottle? I'll give you a free bottle. And I'm thinking, well, what's this all about? Of course I want a free bottle. And essentially what they wanted me to do was to uh, leave a review and show them that I left a review and then they were, you know, had a system in place so that they would send me a free product or free bottle of this, right? So naturally when somebody's hooking you up like that, you're going to leave them five-star reviews, right? You're going to be pumped, right? Hey, they're giving me, you know, this free 20-some dollar bottle of whatever. So that's how that's how people get reviews. Like that's how sellers do it. I'm not telling you to do it. I'm just telling you that that's risky. Um, and what's odd to me is the supplement specifically, that product is many years old. It wasn't like a new listing. And I know that supplements, like those sellers are probably really cutthroat towards each other. And for whatever reason, there's no way that that product could have never been reported for that or what have you. But, uh, you know, that, that obviously breaks Amazon's terms of service just with the, the review stuff alone. Um, for, for whatever reason, they just kind of let it skirt by or let it go. And it's really weird to me on how that happens. So I know for me, if I were to try something like that, you know, I would probably get busted within, you know, the first few weeks or months or whatever, and it would be game over. But, you know, that's the frustrating part of the terms of service sometimes, how certain sellers get away with it. But I just want to let you know that that's risky stuff. If you're doing anything like that and you're not aware of it, just be aware, like, you know, it's probably not cool. Um, yeah, we'll help you acquire a ton of reviews as I've told you, like from what I've seen and you guys have seen it as well. So that type of behavior is out there. Um, everything again is at your own discretion. I'm going to try to you know, tell you to stay within the guidelines as best as possible. So, um, yeah, avoid those types of methods. So let's transition now into talking about getting those initial reviews. So as I keep talking about, when your product has zero reviews, the conversion rate's gonna suck, it's gonna be really low, and your first kind of objective should be to hit that 20 to 25 review mark. So I'm gonna kind of talk about a little bit of a strategy here, some things for you to consider, some stuff we've already talked about, but kind of like a plan here that you're gonna want to 
implement into getting those initial reviews. So it often comes up. People ask, hey, should I or can I use friends and family just to kind of get those first handful of reviews out of the way? I got a bunch of people that might want to buy my product and review it for me. Relatives, friends, friends of friends. You know, I've been telling about my brand and my business. They're really excited about it. They want to help me out. Um, my advice to you is just to kind of bypass friends and family. Uh, Amazon does not want you to use like personal relationships with people to have you get reviews. So take a look at their terms of service and decide for yourself on whether or not you want to try friends and family. Again, I don't think it's necessary. I personally don't do it. I think many, many years ago on my first product, I did try to use friends and family to gain some of those initial reviews right off the bat. And what I can tell you from experience, again, this is eons ago. So this is, you know, totally different world of Amazon. Um, the vast majority of those reviews didn't stick anyways, even if they allowed the friend or family member of mine to leave the review. So you will hear that very often um, said in the community that, you know, if you are going to try to use friends and family for whatever reason, Amazon can figure that out. I'm assuming through IP addresses on who you're kind of connected to online. And, um, it's probably going to be really difficult for your friends and family anyways, to leave reviews on your product. Now they can buy your product. You can't stop them from doing that. But when it comes to leaving reviews, I definitely wouldn't try to get all my relatives and friends and buddies, or, you know, to, to buy my product and then leave reviews right away and this and that. Because there may be a chance that you do get an email from Amazon kind of giving you a warning about like review manipulation, stuff like that. And that's the thing about Amazon when it comes to this stuff. They will definitely tell you and warn you if you're doing something wrong or whatever. Uh, at least that's what I've experienced in my case. I think we've all at a certain point got that, uh, got that email from Amazon about review manipulation or whatever. So I would just generally try to avoid friends and family. Um, again, uh, they probably won't even let those reviews stick. Even if they do stick, it might only be for a few days or a week or two, but with Amazon's algorithm, it'll sweep through and delete a lot of reviews. And, you know, there's really nothing, uh, crappier than going to bed at night thinking, man, I'm really making progress with the reviews in my product. I hit 30 reviews and all of a sudden you wake up the next day and you have like five. <laughs> so I think, uh, that's definitely frustrating, but, um, at the end of the day, it's up to you. You do what you want to do. I'm not here to hold your hand. I'm just here to tell you kind of what I would do and give you my own advice. So friends and family, uh, probably wouldn't do it. Um, as I mentioned here, guys, getting those initial reviews, I think it's extremely important to build your own audience and or use somebody else's audience. I think that's probably the best play in this entire game is just to build those assets. And uh, you can really gain a lot of awesome reviews as you build credibility with your audience, with your um, customers and things like that. And getting those initial reviews, guys, I talked about boost rooster, use that, uh, that method there or similar, I believe uh, seller tools also has that same functionality built in with again, getting those full price sales, and then asking for the review through the many chat sequence. So look into those. Um, another thing that you might want to consider when you're first launching a product, start to network with bloggers or influencers in your space because they have really big audiences most of the time, obviously. So look those up through Google or through a service, through Instagram or what have you, and partner with those bloggers and influencers. Uh, they could do a review on your product. They could you know, do an unboxing, what have you. And then um, you know, they can get their audience pumped about your product, which is great. And then maybe you give them a little incentive, uh, their audience, maybe like a little 10% off uh, coupon code or something like that. And then they're going to flood and buy your product. And then you're going to have all these other things going on where you can ask them for reviews and things like that and really build up uh, a lot of reviews that way. And on top of that, if you're driving all those sales, you're going to start to build up keyword ranking, which is exactly what you want because you're going to take advantage of all those organic sales that come in from that as you increase in the rankings. So definitely network with those bloggers and influencers and get that product into their hands. However, you got to do that. And as I talked about guys, getting those initial reviews, uh, insert cards or your packaging. If you're not doing that, you're really missing out. You're going to be able to deliver and drive a ton of reviews just by simply prompting and asking that customer through those insert cards. And, uh, Speaking of kind of launching products, even though that's not what we're really focused on, uh, it often gets asked, you know, hey, when should I turn on pay-per-click when I'm first launching a product, when I'm trying to get those initial reviews? My answer is this, and this is going to differ uh, per person you talk to. I know there's other opinions on this. I say turn on pay-per-click day one, no questions asked. Now, here's what I would do, though. If you do have a budget 
and you don't want to waste a bunch of money, I would tell you to kind of limit your budget to what you think is affordable and don't go after really expensive competitive keywords. Go after kind of the low hanging fruit, the long tail relevant keywords that don't cost as much. I still need to drive traffic. I want to drive sales. And one of the ways I'm going to do that is through pay-per-click. So if you can start acquiring even early on sales on your product, even with zero reviews, yes, you can do that. Um, that's good because I want sales coming in from all different directions, including pay-per-click. And uh, so that's my opinion. Again, you may have a varying different opinion and that's totally cool, but I always turn pay-per-click on day one and I can start getting sales immediately, okay? So just evaluate your budget accordingly and what you're willing to do because yes, if you have zero reviews on a product and you're going full blast on pay-per-click, you're essentially just burning and throwing a lot of money away. So just do it smart, okay? So, and as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, guys, use all available Amazon methods. So the request review button or whatever it is, like use all of that. Like you should really just have a huge focus on driving sales and getting reviews. Like that's all that matters for early on with your product, okay? So use all the available Amazon methods that we talked about. And uh, just to emphasize again, guys, avoid sites or services or anything that's risky that will magically get you a ton of reviews. And just to throw it out there again, be careful of review rates. So if you have this wicked awesome strategy for your launching of your product and you're coming out of the gate with like, you know, balls of fear and you got tons of sales and immediately within a few days you have a ton of reviews, that could be bad. Like you don't want that. You want to kind of scatter things a little bit. You want to, you know, a bunch of organic natural sales coming in and not everybody's going to leave you a review that buys from you. You know, they're just not. But if you're putting your thumb on the scale too much and you're kind of manipulating things too much, again, Amazon might see that again, because if you have a new product, not a lot of sales history, uh, you're really putting uh, your ASIN in jeopardy if you are kind of too good at what you're doing and manipulating things a little bit too much. So you don't want your product to kind of get knocked off already and suspended right off the bat. And as I mentioned, you know, dealing with the black hole of Amazon customer support. So um, those are just some of the things that you could, should consider when initially coming out of the gate to get those reviews. Again, your goal, get to 20 to 25 reviews and then good things start to happen. Okay, so rounding third here, everybody on the home stretch. I want to answer a few questions from the Facebook group that came in. And if you guys aren't yet a member of the Facebook group, I don't know what you're waiting for. Get joined up right now by going to privatelabelershow.com forward slash FB. So the first question comes in from Peter. And Peter asks, should you use the request review button that Amazon gives you versus using a tool like FeedbackWiz to do it in an automated fashion? So... Uh, thank you for the question, Peter. I really appreciate the time. Uh, why not do both? That's how I would do that. Having all of the above, all of the above strategy, like do both, do all of them. So if you're using feedback ways to send out like that automated email that goes to the buyer messaging system, hey, that's great. Um, you got to remember a lot of buyers aren't even going to get that message. They may have opted out or maybe it's going to their spam folder or what have you. Uh, if you do get a few like people that get and open that message and then maybe leave you a review. Hey, that's great. But what I would suggest just based on everything I've talked about in this podcast, I think it's a little bit more effective in terms of results. If you use that request review button, um, I just seen a lot of great results with that, as I've mentioned, and I know a lot of other people have as well. So, uh, why not just do both? And if they see either or message, they can leave your review. That's great. And, um, speaking of automation, as I've mentioned, you can automate that request review option as well with those Chrome extensions. So uh, why not set you know both of those things up and uh, take advantage of all the tools available to you to get in front of that customer to ask for and hopefully acquire those reviews. So as I mentioned, if those with those Chrome extensions, um, Helium 10, Jungle Scout, what have you, you can automate that process as well very easily. So use every tool available at your disposal. So the next question comes in from Suzette and Suzette wants to know if you promote your own product on your personal Instagram and your friends bought it, does it negatively affect you? Well, thank you Suzette for the question. Suzette, it doesn't negatively affect you at all if they just simply buy your product. 
Um, obviously, you know, it might even be a positive effect because Amazon's going to see that you're driving traffic from social media, from an outside source, from Instagram. So I think they're going to show you a little bit of extra love for that because they want you to drive traffic to the platform. Okay. Um, but when it comes to like reviews, as I've stated previous on this uh, podcast just a few minutes ago, it's a little touchy. Like if you have a bunch of friends and family, again, that bought that product from you, uh, for you to sit there and prompt them now and to, you know, ask them for reviews or maybe give them links to do it. Um, you know, I would be a little cautious of that, as I've mentioned, but everything is up to your own discretion on how you want to handle that. But, um, you know, if they so happen, you know, to leave a review or a, somebody in your audience, if you're building a personal brand or whatever, tries to leave you a review and if Amazon lets them, Hey, that's great. But if Amazon determines up, oh, you're, you're connected to this uh, seller too much. And however they figure that out through IP addresses, as I mentioned, I don't know exactly, um, you know, worst case scenario, they just don't let them leave a review. But uh, yeah, I would just say they can buy it, but maybe you don't want to get overly aggressive on having, you know, grandma leave you a review. So that's kind of how I would work it. But if they're not really connected to you in the audience, you know, they're just somebody that follows you because they like your photos or whatever, and you don't really know who they are, you have no connection to them. Yeah, they should probably be able to leave your review, assuming, you know, they're not buying it from like a super steep discount or what have you. Okay. So yes, drive that traffic from Instagram. Okay. Okay. So thank you, Peter and Suzette for your questions. I really appreciate it. And that about does it for today's episode, everybody. I hope you found this information valuable, helpful in some way, shape, or form. And please make sure you subscribe to the show. And if you haven't yet already, speaking of reviews, please leave a review for the podcast, for the show. That would be super awesome of you guys. I put a lot of work into episodes like this to deliver some information to you guys that could be useful and helpful to your businesses. So it'd be great if you could show some love, some reciprocation here and leave a review for the podcast. To do that, just go to privatelabelershow.com forward slash iTunes. And uh, yeah, I look forward to reading your future review if you haven't yet left one. So we're going to leave that at that today. Um, if you guys got any questions, there's any methods, anything that's working for you for getting reviews that we didn't talk about here. Certainly there's a lot of other uh, tactics or sites or methods that we could probably dive into. Uh, share that. Like, let's talk about it. Go to the Facebook group, uh, post that in there or comment on this episode. However you got to do it, reach out. Let's keep the conversation going. Cause again, reviews are like the lifeblood of Amazon and e-commerce. The more reviews you have, the better, right? You're just going to rise to the top, make more money. And that's what we're all here to do. So I'm going to leave it at that guys. I'm rooting for you to go out there and kick some butt, take some names, go make some money, go make it happen, get motivated to build your business. And we will talk to you in the next episode. Peace. This episode of the Private Labeler Show has ended. Please show your support for the podcast by subscribing for more business strategies and tactics to help you build your empire. Also, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.